Hello and welcome back to another installment of New Retirement Thinking. My name is Sameh Zaki. Now, today we're trying to explore how you can maximize your retirement annuity in 2018. Joining me in studio for that discussion is Martin Decock. He is Asset Manager at ASCO Independent Wealth Managers. Martin, thank you so much for your time. So um, let's start off by um, looking at the, the, the sort of um, retirement products that you, you, you get. Um, you've got an insurance um, type uh, retirement annuity and an investment um, type retirement annuity. Can you just expand on, on those two concepts for us? I um, yeah, the investment type uh, insurance uh, or the insurance uh, that's linked to a retirement annuity um, is issued by an insurance company. Your problem with that is you you have high commission structures that are in place that are paid to the advisor or broker marketing the product. With the investment RA, you don't have that high commissions upfront. You have ongoing fees that the advisor will be paid. But the upfront fees is not applicable at the, um, at the investment RA. Mm. So it makes sense from a capital point of view and for the investor that whatever you save on upfront costs is money that stays in your investment to grow for retirement. Mm. How, how do the two um, products or platforms, if I can call them, how, how mm. do they differ? It's mainly to do with the commission, as I say. Yeah. Uh, the underlying funds you probably can get on both platforms, you could use the same underlying funds, depending on which, who the insurer is or who the investment platform is, mm -hmm. where the RA is taken out. So besides the cost structure, it's, it's very much the same. The other thing is that your annual reporting on an investment platform RA is generally much better than with an insurance uh, company. With an insurance company RA, generally, um, you, you find that you have a, a value, a annual value, you'll get an uh, annual letter from them stating what your capital value is, but no further um, explanation of what your annual growth was and things like that. So your reporting is just much more, for the in investor, much more functional because it tells you exactly what the growth was has been from year to year. Yeah, and, and the reason I'm asking that question is, is um, because as someone who's um, taking out RAs, um, would there be a distinction for me to make between the two? So if I'm looking at my products, um, mm -hmm. would I be able to tell that this is um, issued on, on this platform and the impact thereof? Is there a way for me to see what those um, cost implications might be up front? The, it is difficult. And uh, from an advisor point of view, when we request that information, for, uh, in respect of the insurance RA, we need to request it from the insurance company and that request is then sent on to their actuaries who actually take a week or two to present you with a report. And that report, once you, once you receive that report, you only know what the costs have been that's been involved in the product. Where with the uh, investment platform RA, all the costs are very well explained in your reporting. So uh, that's one of the big advantages of the investment platform. It's all the costs are there for you to see, where with the insurance company, you actually have to request the report and the actuaries re uh, prepare the report and you get it back a week or two later. So only then can you actually determine what the extent of the upfront commissions were. Yeah, and this is something that's obviously then done um, um, after the fact, because uh, my, my suspicion is that some, when someone's taking out a, an RA, they don't straight up uh, off the bat ask you, so is this an investment or insurance um, platform? And that, of course, would land them at a disadvantage. Correct, yeah. And that's just because people don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So uh, the fact is that if you don't know that up front, you won't know what questions to ask. So it's 
behind the, uh, if you after the facts uh, have a look at that, you will find that those costs have already been incurred. So if you then stop your, your, invest, uh, your insurance RA and convert it uh, to an investment platform RA, there are quite a lot of penalties that are involved because how the insurance companies um, cost the product is they cost it over the lifetime of the product. So if you take, if you cash it in or transfer it to an investment platform earlier than your maturity date, there are quite heavy penalties that they charge. So you'll find that your uh, fund value might be 100,000 and there's a penalty of a 15,000 or a 12,000, whatever the case may be, when you do transfer it. And th that penalty is to recover the costs they've built into the product. Mm -hmm. And you don't know that upfront. You'll only find that out when you uh, issue an instruction to transfer the retirement annuity to another platform. So as an in individual um, who's um, planning for my retirement, I'm never going to win in this situation, really, because as you say, you don't know what you don't know. And should you then realize it's, you know, halfway through your um, um, retirement planning cycle, mm. then there are those penalties that, mm. are, that are involved. What needs to be done to rectify that from get-go? I think what's very important is to actually, from the outset, get good advice. And that's, always, that's not always easy. Mm. Uh, so surely from yeah. the advisor's side, there needs to be a bit more um, intent in disclosing what some of these um, costs Correct. are Correct. Um, from f the, the uh, phase requirements, the advisor should be informing the client of what the commission is on the product. And very often it's not done. So you enter into a product without actually knowing what the cost implications are. Um, so that is from the advisor point, it's not, uh, not done properly. And also uh, a point that you can as, as a client uh, consider um, is to seek advice from a fee-based um, advisor where the, client, uh, the advisor charges you an upfront fee which is all transparent and you know that that is what you're going to be paying. And it might be ongoing fees on the management of the investment, but at least you know that the advisor that's uh, giving you the product is not being uh, um, paid no bias towards yeah, the to, towards a commission-based product, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Let's hit pause on the conversation for now. After the break, we do continue with that. Stay tuned. Welcome back to New Retirement Thinking. I'm Samezak. If you've just joined us, we're taking a look at ways that you can uh, maximize your RA this tax season. I'm joining the studio by Martin Dukalki, Asset Manager at Ascor Independent Wealth Managers. So, Martin, um, before the break, we're taking a look um, at you know some of the um, disclosures that we, we mm. probably need to be including from get-go from an advisor perspective. But um, I want to tackle it from another angle. If, mm. as um, someone who's got an RA, I've now realized that there are these two um, um, platforms on which RAs mm. are issued, and the various cost implications. I want to rectify this for the remainder of um, my, RA, my RA, at least when, when I'm investing in it. What steps must I be taking now? I think what's very important is um, your growth on that RA is dependent on the underlying funds that the investment is being paid into. So when you actually review the investment is to have a look at what the growth was for the underlying funds that you have selected on your product. And going forward, 
that those funds need to be followed on, a, on, on an annual basis. Again, don't make short-term, uh, don't make long-term decisions based on short-term movements in the underlying funds. Another alternative is to have a look at what the cost implications would be and the penalties if you did convert to an investment platform RA. Uh, reasons for converting would be the, uh, the annual reporting so that you can actually see what your investment is doing in terms of uh, internal uh, rate of return, how, how much is your investment growing by. Again, that decision needs to be made once you know what the penalty is going to be because that, in penalty, that penalty could be quite punitive and then it might not be sensible to actually make the transfer because you're taking too much of a penalty. The, the point there is then just at least select your underlying funds um, that they are growth funds that you get uh, decent growth. On, on that investment. Mm. So Martin, I hear you where you say um, um, don't make um, long-term decisions on um, short-term um, kind of um, inf information yeah. that's been given to you. So then I, I, I propose um, this argument. Um, you're saying that we have to have annual reviews. Um, this has been a particularly tough economic cycle at the moment. Um, so one could possibly argue then that I shouldn't react to, an, to any of that, of that news because I'm investing um, long-term. What, what, what do you say to, to that argument? Because I could, I, I could simply say that, you know what, all these things are going to happen. I only need to check my RA the next two, three years. Correct. You are correct. So um, I think the annual review is more to just actually be aware of your retirement situation and not necessarily to make decisions based on that. Uh, again, I'm making the assumption that you have a strategy in terms of uh, saving for retirement. Why it's important to have a strategy because your strategy is your plan mm -hmm. to get to your destination. So you're not going to divert from your strategy unless there's been a substantial change and you need to actually amend your strategy. So it's just um, having a strategy and applying your strategy is just helping you to maintain the discipline mm. to save for retirement. Let's very quickly... Um just expand a bit on the, the, the whole strategy aspect of things because many people think that um, the strategy in, in terms of investing for um, your retirement is to have an RA. Is that a strategy? Absolutely. Uh, the reason uh, why the RA is a strategy, and I'm making the assumption a lot of people, especially people not working for corporates or, or for the government, don't have pension or provident funds. So their alternative is to have a retirement annuity, or for that matter, what it's called a, a personal retirement fund, mm -hmm. a personal pension fund. And the, the, the reason for having the retirement annuity, firstly, is the tax break you get, because you get uh, re, um, uh, rewarded by SARS, or the receiver of revenue from every contribution you make to the extent of your tax break, the tax rate. So for instance, if I'm contributing 1,000 Rand a month, to the RA, my tax rate is 30%. SARS gives me back 30%, 300 rand. And also the other, uh, the other reason for having the retirement annuity, again, comes with discipline. You don't have access to those funds before retirement. So you're not going to be tempted to take your savings and build in, uh, do renovations on your home or buy a new car. So it's forced savings, which again, on the long term, is good for you as an individual because you're saving for your retirement so that you don't have to be dependent on children uh, or other family to survive during retirement.
Good place, Leo. Thank you so much. And that's all we have time for for today's installment of New Retirement Thinking from myself and the rest of the team. Goodbye.